right, welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. I'm your host, Grant Covey, or co-host, I guess, Sam Thoman, joining me as usual from a remote location. Things have, our world has changed since the last time we recorded an episode of the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast with the coronavirus and everything virtually being shut down. Sports have been absolutely just canceled. And uh, I'm coming to you live from Lisbon, Indiana, my hometown, actually sitting on my bed right now doing this podcast. Sam, you're still in Muncie, right, at Ball State? I am. Yeah, so Sam's still living campus life up there, even though Ball State has gone to online only, but the dorms are still open and everything for the time being. That's not going to stop us from recording this podcast. And actually, today is a great day. It's Monday, March 16th. The free agency window has opened um, or will open later this week. Legal tampering starts at noon today. We're recording this about 11.30, so we could get some breaking news on that as we track it. But it's been an active morning around the league, and honestly, Sam, this is kind of what we needed after a weekend without sports, some breaking news coming in on ESPN and actually some good sports news. Um, and I actually just got an update on the NFL draft that we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, but Sam, how is your weekend without sports and, and nothing really you know sports wise to watch on tv it was just straight up boring there was nothing to do but i just was watching hulu and netflix last week i was missing march madness i was missing selection sunday everything about this month is set up for sports to do great and now that there's no sports to watch it's just it's just kind of made my life more boring yeah, it's been an interesting weekend. Um, I know, you know, it's been an interesting weekend because normally, you know, today we'd have our radio show. We're doing a podcast instead of our live radio show. Um, and, yeah, it's just been an interesting day. We'd normally be reacting to the weekend. And in a way, we are reacting to the weekend in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, um, the different things that have transpired um, with this whole coronavirus pandemic situation and how the sports world is handling that and and we'll react to that as well. Um, But yeah, it's been an interesting time. And I think, you know, it was said this morning that they think uh, the NBA thinks that the earliest we will see games is in June. Um, So we we could see that um, the NBA being postponed until then. And then that begs the question, well, what, you know, what do you do? Uh, with the season do you play the rest of the games or do you start with the playoffs so I think it'll be interesting um, and seeing how that goes but Sam I want to get started with with NFL free agency Um, you know it's kind of been talked about for the past couple of weeks and been really exciting obviously ever since um, the Patriots season ended after they lost to the Titans um, it's been talked about what is Tom Brady going to do next year um, and at this point, it appears he's going, you know, to uh, pursue his options within free agency, look around different teams. Uh, we'll get to that as well. But the legal tampering starts at, in about 20 minutes from now when we're recording this. Obviously, it'll have started after you guys are hearing this on the podcast. But I just kind of want to go through some of the transactions that have been made already as uh, the tagging period, the franchise tagging period ends today after the commissioner extended it. Um, for over the weekend. So 
The Cowboys, as expected, Sam, I wasn't really surprised by this. They placed the exclusive franchise tag on quarterback Dak Prescott. I'm not surprised at this at all. Um, the Cowboys were 7-9 and nine this season. They didn't make the playoffs. But Dak Prescott still showing that he could possibly lead this team. And I think that Jerry Jones saw that and he says, okay, I'm going to give you, you know, another year. And then we'll talk about that blockbuster contract. Yeah, I, th I think with the amount of contract offers Dak has got in the $100 million range, I think uh, it's definitely showing Jerry Jones and the Cowboys believe in Dak Prescott as the franchise quarterback. They wouldn't. They would have just let him go and try to draft someone or get someone in free agency. But by placing the franchise tag on him, they want to keep him around. It's just a matter of if they will get it done. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it sets Dak Prescott up for a one-year prove-it. And we thought that last year was going to be that year. And, you know, quite frankly, if the Cowboys would have been 10-6 and six and made the playoffs, we would be talking about a blockbuster contract for Dak Prescott. Um, but we're not. And I think, you know, it's going to be good for Dak Prescott. And, and really, it all relies on him, Sam. And I think it's going to be fun to watch how that plays out and, and what the Cowboys do um, in free agency and in the draft to help uh, Prescott out. Yeah, I, I think it's a kind of a stalemate between Dak Prescott's agent wanting $150 million, wanting to respect QB markets, wanting that Patrick Mahomes money, and Jerry Jones wanting to say, hey, yes, you're a superstar. Patrick Mahomes money and prove it by winning a playoff game, by reaching the playoffs sort of thing. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, plays out as well. Uh, the Bengals, they use the franchise tag on A.J. Green. Um, I, I think this just further proves the fact that they will draft quarterback Joe Burrow and, uh, you know, see what he can do. I think, you know, having an experienced veteran like A.J. Green in there with, uh, you know, maybe a new quarterback like Joe Burrow uh, will help. Joe Burrow out and getting accustomed to the league and, you know, not having to worry about throwing to rookie wide receivers where he's going to have an experienced veteran uh, in A.J. Green that can kind of help him out there. Well, I think another thing, the reason the reason they franchise him is to kind of get value out of him if they do want to trade him. A.J. Green's been very vocal about wanting to get out of Cincinnati. He doesn't want to play there anymore. So this is a way to possibly keep around for another year, maybe not even play him, but just get some trade value out of him. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the, as the Bengals are obviously in full rebuild mode, it seems like they've been doing that for a couple of years. Uh, the Titans, they used the franchise tag on Derrick Henry. Uh, Henry was due for a new contract. He, he helped them, and he was the big reason as to why they uh, were in the position that they were um, in the AFC Championship game. And, you know, you just signed Tannehill to a much-deserved, uh, what was that, four-year contract extension. Um, and now you have Derrick Henry back there to back him up. The Titans are shaping up to look really, really good next year, especially if they can get maybe a few more offensive weapons and bolster up that defense in the draft and in free agency. They definitely are. Derrick Henry got his quarterback that he always wanted back. He's been very vocal about wanting Ryan Tannehill back. They just reached the AFC Championship game. They just need probably one other wide receiver to make a deep run at it. They've already got the solid tight end. They've already got uh, A.J. Brown. 
as that one of their wide receivers, and then they just need to bolster their defense, as you mentioned, and then they'll be in good shape to possibly even, as I mentioned, a Super Bowl run on our uh, radio show. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, like I said before, um, you know, at the end of the season, I said the Titans are in the similar position that the Colts were a year ago. You know, the Colts were coming off a 10-6 and six season. They were looking to, you know, improve that behind the arm of uh, Andrew Luck. Obviously, Luck decides to call it quits in that whole play and kind of, kind of goes into crapper. Uh, but now the Titans look like they're in a position. It doesn't appear that Ryan Tannehill is going to retire, especially after the season that he just had. He just got paid big time, and um, the Titans are in a really uh, unique position to be successful next season. Um, moving on to the Falcons, they released Devontae Freeman. Sam, I'm kind of surprised by this just because of the fact that they decided to retain Dan Quinn as their head coach. Now, if I was Dan Quinn, I think I would want Devontae Freeman um, because next year is you know Dan Quinn's essentially last year to prove himself that he can be the head coach of the Falcons. Can he get this team to a playoff caliber, Super Bowl contending team? He's going to have to do that and by releasing Devontae Freeman, that doesn't help you out very much. Well, I think it was more of a cash fit into Devontae Freeman. Obviously, getting older at the time. You know, Smith more, he only, he didn't get many carries due to Devontae Freeman there. So maybe they want to uh, make, you know, Smith the running back of the future. I mean, there's just very different things. I think Devontae Freeman was a very, Solid starter, but not for what he's getting paid. I had him on fan, I had him on my fantasy football team last year. He did all right. He just wasn't amazing in terms of stats, in terms of yards, in terms of production. Yeah, I was just surprised. You know, the the work that he had done to get you know get the Falcons team to the Super Bowl and, and stuff like that. But you know, the Falcons going to have to work without him next season. And Dan Quinn, you know, obviously on the hot seat this season. I thought he was going to be gone after this season. You know, they finished the season, what, 5-1, and one, I think, in their final six games, and apparently that saved the season and made a 7-9 and nine look, season look good. Um, but, you know, I'm not a football analyst anyway. Um, the Vikings quarterback, uh, Kirk D. Cousins, agrees to a two-year extension. It feels like we were just talking about Kirk Cousins getting in a, uh, going to the Vikings. You know, that was just two years ago. Uh, it's hard to believe, you know, he only signed a two-year deal when he went there, and now he's due for, for a contract, um, if I have my history right. But he signs a two-year extension, and uh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins will be in Minnesota for the next two years. Yeah, he, he's proved that he Yeah, and the Vikings, again, they might be a couple pieces away from being that Super Bowl-level team, and I think you have to you have to keep a steady quarterback in there to make that happen. I think Kirk Cousins appears to be your guy. You know, he can have his, his – he has his time, but um, I, think, uh, I think that Kirk Cousins, you know, obviously the, the guy of the future for the Minnesota Vikings. The Steelers, they placed a franchise tag on linebacker Bud Dupree. 
Um, he finished with 29 tees and 11 and a half sacks. Not a necessarily big move for for the uh, Steelers and or in terms of you know placing the franchise tag. But again, you know the franchise tag just gives you another year on the salary that they were getting paid from last year and uh, allows you to kind of um, you know it allows you to um, kind of work on your team again. But the Steelers, you know. They were, uh, you know, on the outside looking into the playoff picture last year, but certainly a couple pieces away from that. I feel like, you know, Sam, when we're talking about what these teams are doing in free agency, there's a lot of teams that you look at and like, okay, well, they might be a couple pieces away from being a playoff team. Um, and I'm talking about, um, you know, the Cowboys, the Vikings, um, and, and different teams like that, the Steelers even. Um, but do you have any other teams in mind that you think could use free agency and the franchise tag to kind of help their team and, and maybe get them to that next level? Uh, I would say the Buccaneers, they already franchise you to a very – they have some cap space to, to use. They're, they're not really sure if they're going to go with Jameis or with uh, Jameis for the future. They could go for a Tom Brady. They could go for any number of quarterbacks. So I think Tampa Bay's in a good position where they have – weapons around them like uh, Mike Evans, like Chris Godwin, like uh, just who exploded towards the last season to really just elevate their team a decent they got such a kill Barrett. They've got some nice weapons. They can use free agency to kind of elevate themselves. I agree with that. They're still in the running in this hawk for Tom Brady. Is that when you look at the Bucks, I mean you have Bruce Arians there, obviously an experienced head coach. Is that, you know, if they can get Tom Brady, if they can pay him, you know, does the Buccaneers become that elite-level team? Sorry, repeat that. Sorry. Do the Buccaneers become that elite? You know, Sam's on the phone here, in case you haven't figured that out yet. Um, But uh, Sam's on the phone talking with us, so we have some connection issues. Um, Just bear with us here. I said, do the Buccaneers become an elite-level team with the addition if they can get Tom Brady? I wouldn't say elite because, again, you've got, you got one solid piece in Keel Berry, Jason Pearson. You've got Devin White at linebacker. You need to go to that solid corner. The reason why we are having uh, kind of like issues is because I was looking on Twitter. We decided to do a transfer from Ball State. Yeah. Um, so kind of aside from the um, football conversation, we go to college athletics with um, Lucas Croft transferring from Ball State University. Um, He's entering the transfer portal, and you know it doesn't really uh, it doesn't really say where he's interested. Um, I don't know what kind of offers are going to be out there. I know, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I don't know if he'd go to another Mac school or what. Uh, but he is transferring. He is in the transfer portal uh, again. Lucas Croft. He was a freshman on the team last year from Northside High School in Fort Wayne. Uh, but yeah, he transferred. So. We're bringing you all the latest news, you know, aside from the football conversation as well. 
Yeah, so back to the Buccaneers thing, though, after we just got sidetracked. Um, yeah, so as I said, I think they're going to be a solid team. I don't know if they're going to be excellent. It's going to be interesting to see if they can land Tom Brady because I think that will definitely be a step in the right direction. But we'll just have to wait and see. It'll be interesting. Uh, I want to get to some local football talk with the Colts. They agree to a two-year contract extension with Anthony Costanzo. This is a huge move for the Colts. Costanzo was kind of up in the air. Is he going to play uh, some more football? Is he going to retire? He ultimately decides he wants to play some more football, and he wants that football to be with the Colts. Um, Two-year extension, $33 million. This helps. I mean, this helps the Colts in many ways, you know. If you want to go out and get that young quarterback to bring in, you have a bolstery uh, offensive line because, you know, he is that blindside blocker um, in, if you, as long as you get a right-handed quarterback, that is. Um, but it, it helps the Colts out a lot, I think, Sam. And um, it, it's going to be it, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with this whole quarterback situation now that they have Anthony Costanzo back. Yeah, I think Costanzo just had four to, four to five that amazing offensive line we had. So we could go after someone like a Bridgewater or a, a guy like Philip Rivers. That definitely helps in the short term. And we only signed for a two-year deal, so there's not much much risk involved for us in case he does kind of slump from last year. And uh, another thing, that it was announced today that the Colts have released Marcus Hunt. So it looks like they're trying to kind of find someone in free agency to kind of improve that defensive line that we so badly need. We do. We need. Uh, you know, you need another pass rusher. Obviously, you have Darius Leonard, the maniac. Um, but you know, you got to you got to bolster that. I think Justin Houston, obviously, a good uh, guy that we got last year, uh, with that as well. All right. Kind of want to transition from free agency talk now in the back half of our podcast in talking about the new CBA. The collective bargaining agreement was agreed upon from the league owners uh, and the NFL players. It went to a league vote, and it closed. 1,019 votes approved, 959 disapproved. That is so close, Sam. I mean, that is, you know, it's margins. I mean, uh, it's, what, 50-something, I think. I, I don't do math, Sam. Uh, you know, we're in the same math <laughs> class, but you know I don't do math. Um, so, yeah, it's actually, you know, close to 60 um, votes separate. It's actually exactly 60, so there's your math lesson for the day. Um, they approved it. Um, and majority, you know, there was a, a few players that didn't vote. 2,500 players were eligible to vote. Um, and the new CBA, it makes way for a 17-game regular season to start as early as 2021 and will expand the playoff field from 12 teams to 14 teams as soon as the 2020 season. Now, that is interesting, Sam, when I read this because the speculation around the CBA was – that it would be the 17-game regular season would happen before the 14-team playoff. Now, this in this article from uh, Adam Schefter or Dan uh, Dan uh, Dan Grazino from ESPN says that the 17-game season won't happen until most likely 2021, and the 14-team playoff will happen in 2020. So. That gets you excited, obviously, for more football. What do you think of going to a 14-team playoff before the 17-game regular season? I mean, I thought it was just a whole interesting that they even approved it. I thought there was a lot of players that were vocal against it, so I didn't even think it was really going to be approved by the players. They wanted 
but I, I enjoy both parts of the 17-game regular season. It gives us an extra game, and the 14-team uh, playoff doesn't allow the second seed in case they can't get the first seed to kind of let off the gas because they're always pushing for the first seed, and if they don't get the first seed, they don't get a buy, and they have to play in the wild card weekend, which isn't fun for any team. So I think both aspects is going to help the NFL in the future. I think it will too. Other um, benef- or other improvements to the CBA: uh, higher minimum salaries, um, improvements uh, to benefits for current and former players, expanded rosters and practice squads, uh, changes to the league's drug and discipline policies. Uh, which will all go into effect this next season. Um, this deal, it will increase the player's share of league owners' revenue from 47 to 48 percent in 2021, and at least 48 and a half percent in any season which 17 regular season games are played. Um, so yeah, now that uh, now that this thing has been agreed upon, the CBA, the teams are not allowed to use both the franchise tag and the transition tag this off season. The teams could have used both if they're under under op operating get my words out under the new uh or the old cba that is now the problem that i have with the cba is that it's 10 years so this is i mean what we have now is what we have until 2030 and you think you think of life from that was in 2010 to life now i mean that was the old cba now this new cba it runs until 2030 i would much rather see um you know, a five-year CBA. You know, you go five years, 2025, you look at it and say, okay, what worked and what didn't work rather than a 10-year plan. Your thoughts on that, Sam? Yeah, I think I definitely agree because 10 years is people's, some people's entire career. So they go their entire career with a either good or bad CBA. You can't really do anything about it until the CBA runs out. So it's not really good for players. It's great for the owners who get to kind of just force these players into into uh, folding to the owner's will. It's just kind of, it's good on the owner's business part, but it's just kind of just bad ethics in my opinion. I agree. I, I would much rather see a, you know, five years and, and let's assess the situation because we may, you know, 17 game regular season is long. And I mean, obviously the owners want it because of the amount of money that is within that extra game. Now you're going to have the deal of, you know, okay, the home games. You know, you're going to have one more. It looks like you're going to have one more home game um, one year and one less home game the next year. What I like and, and what we've talked about several times before is that idea of a neutral site game. Um, playing a game at a neutral site and uh, – you know, a place that maybe doesn't have football, and I think that would be would be a good idea uh, to, to maybe look at that option as well. Yeah, I think neutral sites are good for the NFL. You could have different sites like uh, a game at Notre Dame Stadium, for example, or something in, um, I'm sure, Texas, for example. Um, it, just, it just brings more, like, the NFL can basically now just, sites in the most interesting places from, like I said, Notre Dame to wherever. It makes makes me excited. Maybe we could have one at the shoe, you know, just hope, staying out for hope. I don't but think you're going to get one at Muncie, Sam. <laughs> I 
I'm, I'm holding out for hope, but yeah, I, I think it's good for the NFL. Like, uh, I know hockey does it at uh, where the Red Sox play. Um, I, I think it's good for the NFL. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that would be a good idea to explore as well. All right, Sam, we got to get out of here. Um, you know, thanks again for everybody who's tuning in. Um, this is kind of going to be our new format. We're going to hopefully do one every Monday, and we might, you know, do some uh, later in the week as well, just as we see fit. Uh, so you might pay attention and look out for that. But you know, this is going to be in place of our our radio show. Sam, I know you're still there on campus. Um, have you thought about maybe going in and doing the radio show? Um, on Mondays and maybe bringing in some guest hosts from around uh, around campus? Uh, not really because, I'm going to be honest, a lot, a lot of people have gone there. there there's been a – there's still a decent amount of people on campus, but just not enough people I know and trust to kind of do the radio show with me on a consistent basis. Right, all right. Um, that, that, you know, that's obviously – uh, perfectly cool as well as you know this is uncharted waters for everybody uh, but yeah this will be kind of our new format i'll be here sam will be on the phone we'll be talking about whatever's hot this week in sports and some weeks we might have to get creative because there might not be much sports to talk about but we will have a podcast at least once a week if not we will uh if not more than that um you know maybe uh two or three a week just as we see need uh fit um i wanted uh actually touch on this just before we go the nfl has uh plans to proceed with the televised televised draft april 23rd through 25th but public events in las vegas will not take place so the draft is going to be televised sam i think that's going to be interesting you know to see how the nfl adapts to this new uh concept yeah i i like watching the nfl draft i only watch probably through the second round because beyond that i can just like catch up on each Right. The highlights, but one thing I'm gonna miss is all the fans doing Roger Goodell. That was one of my highlights of the draft. I, I just like them going ham on him because I don't really like Roger Goodell as the NFL commissioner. So that's one of the parts I'm gonna miss the most about the draft. Yeah, it'll be interesting as you know sports adapt to this new kind of concept of social distancing and, and you know kind of protecting people from this coronavirus. All right, Sam, uh, you got any final thoughts, closing words before we head out today? Um, no, I'm just hoping the NBA returns soon so I have something to watch in terms of sports because everything's canceled right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch and, and see. You know, ESPN playing a lot of old games. I watched the end of the 2007 Big 12 championship. I'll give you the two teams if you can tell me a famous player who currently plays in the NBA. Texas and Kansas, um, a famous current NBA player. Did, did the Texas guy play for the Pacers now? Cause I no, no, Miles. Oh. No, Miles Turner was. He was way later in 2007. He would have been. He was a one and done player, and he's been in Indy for what three years. So, I mean, he would have been, you know, 2016, oh, yeah. I think. So, what teams did you say again? This this famous NBA player played. There might be some more NBA players on that team, but he played for Texas. Currently plays okay. for the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Kevin Durant. Oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin Durant was on that 2007 Texas team in the Big 12 championship, who um, beat Kansas, I believe. 
in that. We went to overtime, I know that. I don't know if I finished watching the game, to be honest, but I think Texas won that game. Anyways, ESPN playing a lot of old games, so you can check, check it out there as well. All right, Sam, thanks for uh, calling in, and we'll do this again uh, maybe this week, maybe next week. Sounds good. Sounds All right. Good.